what's going on guys welcome to barking for balance the podcast where we talk about dogs but we also talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about most of the topics are meant to teach inspire and entertain uh, i do speak sicilian in it as well and so there's a variety of different things that are going to be popping up on this podcast so welcome if you are joining us for the first time i am pat the pac-man i'm dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for pac-man to the rescue canine solutions and coaching you know on this platform i like to cover a lot of different uh subjects a lot of different topics and um you know part of like the inspirational i, I talk about stories about my life and I, you know, I, I like to educate about dogs and dog psychology and dog communication, which is really what we do at Pac-Man to the Rescue. And obviously this platform is huge to do that. Um, but today I want to dedicate a little bit of time towards this whole coronavirus, uh, post-coronavirus situation when it pertains to uh, pets, uh, dogs in particular. And um, basically the reason why I wanted to discuss a few of those things was because uh, people are starting to go back to work. You know, life seems to be uh, going back to normal. And there seems to be an enormous amount of surrenders happening. So uh, I'm hoping that if I could, you know, give some some advice and some guidance on that, maybe we could prevent, um, you know, some of these surrenders from taking place. Uh, but we're going to get into that in a second. And then I also want to talk about surrendering itself and uh, the topic of surrendering, which obviously is not a pleasant one. but um, you know, I want to shed some light onto that whole whole dynamic there as well. So um, let's just dive right in and, and start this off. Obviously, you know, the coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19 situation was uh, was a massive, a massive thing. And, you know, people being in quarantine, you know, I don't have to rehash it for the last year and a half. We've been living with this. And, and um, at one point, you know, we were quarantined in the home. And during that time, a lot of people started adopting dogs. And um, not just dogs, I think pets in general, but dogs, especially, in fact, at some point, rescues and shelters didn't have any dogs available anymore, because they were all, you know, being adopted. And the reason why that was to take what that was taking place was because a lot of people were home, whether they were out of work, or they were working from home. And at that point, they felt like they had, you know, more time available to, for them for the for the for the pets, uh, for the dogs. But um, unfortunately, that's something that, you know, was not going to be forever. And I hate to say, I told you so. Uh, you know, I was predicting this a, a while ago, and um, I, I knew that this was going to happen as soon as people, the irresponsible type people were going to were going to return back to work or just those people that just did not realize what they were in for. So. A lot of these dogs, now that people are going back to work, they don't have time or they're starting to be develop behavioral habits or whatever what was going on as to why these people are returning. And a lot of it is because I guess they just can't, you know, come in and dedicate their, their time, that much time to them, but whatever the case may be. And a lot of my rescue associates and shelter associates have been seeing an enormous amount of surrenders, particularly um, because of behavioral issues and also, you know, because they just don't know what to do as far as like some of the circumstances that are taking place. And um, the one thing I want to, I want to go over first and foremost was for those people that, that uh, brought a puppy in. So, you know, when you brought a puppy, it's cute and cuddly and all that kind of stuff. And if you're like a lot of, um, of pup, new, new dog owners or puppy owners, if you don't know anything, or you just, you know, just wanted to do it the way you wanted to do it. Um, then, you know, as the dog gets older, um, the puppy gets older, transitions into those stages of adolescence, then, you know, teenager. Um, those are the two stages where most of the behavior will happen. You know, after the age of eight months, they're no longer puppies. Now they're adolescents. They're just like kids, you know, adolescents, they start to develop their issues. And then a teenager, they just develop into something completely different. And that's really where we're at now. So that's one aspect of it, you know. And so let's let's talk about the behavioral side from that component. So. Obviously, there's, I mean, and I could only imagine like the, the, the rationale behind it, you know, people brought their dogs in, whether they felt sorry, um, you know, they, they were bored, whatever the case may be, these dogs still have needs, right? So the first and, and, and foremost thing that we always have to do is we have to establish direction, boundaries, and limits. We have to establish leadership. The other thing we have to do is we have to make sure that we drain the mental and the physical energy. So the two main things that I, I'm sorry, the three main things that I think are taking place right now is, I mean, at least the three major behaviors that I think are most people are struggling with are 
pent up excitement, a pent up energy, a lot of excitement. And that obviously, as I always say, excitement is the root of all evil. That excitement translates into a variety of behavioral problems. And like the minor ones, you know, the jumping, the chewing on stuff, the digging, the running out the door, you know, that that's the kind of like the byproduct of the pent up excitement of the, of the excitement of the pent up energy, but also the psychological aspect of it. Um, also, the second one, I believe, is the separation anxiety problem, which that stems from obviously people being at home and not realizing that they have to create a separation dynamic in order for a dog to recognize that there will be a separation period and the dog needs to learn what to do during that separation time. But people just, again, either they're transferring their own insecurities, their own um, their own needs onto the dog and they like the company, whatever the case may be, the cuddling, whatever. Um they didn't, they didn't realize that this was going to become an issue. And now it is dogs barking, dogs ripping up stuff. And obviously that's an issue. The third one is aggression. And again, the aggression usually stems from a lot of different reasons, but I'm going to take a lucky guess that a lot of it is met, 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 yeah, based on, you know, uh, pent up energy, pent up excitement, but a lack of direction, bounds, and limits, a lack of structure. So the puppy comes in, he's growing into an adolescent, since a teenager. That's basically where we're at now, a year and a half later. Um, that's basically where we're at now in that adolescent teenager stage. Dog's growing into his own, no direction, no guidance, no leadership. We got problems. So those are the, really the three ones that I've been hearing the most about uh, that people are having a problem with. So, you know, unfortunately, now we're dealing with the situation of time. People are going back to work. Life's getting back to normal. People had a lot of time on their hands. And, you know, listen, a dog wasn't going to last for, for a couple of months and then be done with it. You know, it's not like how, how it works. So um, the first component to this whole thing is, you know, I'm going to, you know, so those people that are, you know, lazy, that just don't want to put the effort in, we'll just put them aside. Show. Um, those people we won't even deal with because they're just not willing to make any kind of effort um, to make the changes necessary to get these dogs on the right track because they weren't even willing to start off on the right track. So, you know, when it comes to like, well, how do we deal with this? How do we fix it? It's easy to fix it at this point. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not easy to fix it at this point because the problems are already there, but it's easy to know what it is that you need to do in order to get, get it repaired. I mean, obviously we got to go back and redo everything that's been done up until this point. Um, I'm not going we got to start from scratch and we have to start from scratch, meaning we have to establish direction bands and limits. We have to establish, uh, we have to drain the physical and the mental energy. So, you know, there's, there's the problem now is time, right? So if we take it one step at a time, and obviously, um, you know, there's a variety of different things that have to be done based on which which of these issues we're dealing with, the separation, anxiety, the aggression, or whatever. Um, and if you guys want to know more, please, you know, let me know. And I, I really would also love to know um, what you guys have done during this pandemic and how you've been dealing with your pets. Did you get a new dog? I mean, I've had a, a, a tons of clients, including through our virtual program, which has been a blessing because we've been able to help people not only in the country on in areas that I can't get to. I mean, I could get to my, it would cost a lot of money for me to get to all these different states, but also outside of the country. I mean, we have clients in Germany now, thanks to this virtual platform, and uh, we're able to help uh, a lot of people with, with uh, you know, with that, 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 are, that need the help, that need the guidance, you know, um, along with our YouTube channel with, by putting out all these new videos and instructional videos by just providing some knowledge, which reminds me, uh, if you guys are watching or listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe uh, so you don't miss out on the podcast. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss out on the podcast or uh, the instructional videos. But if you're just listening to it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Barking for Balance, uh, on all major podcast platforms. The links are uh, in the bio down below here. So I know they're just on the website, they're everywhere. So you can um, subscribe to the podcast, Barking for Balance on Google, Amazon, um, Spotify, and Apple. And, um, you know, this way you don't, you know, miss out. But the podcast has also been very beneficial because it functions as a support system. You know, people needed like emotional, you know, mental and psychological support. And so now that we're in this position, 
Um, like I said, I really would like to know what you guys have done, how you dealt with it. If you did develop problems, what did you do? Some people, they reached out for help, not just to me. I'm sure they reached out to other people. Pick your minute in the mirror. <laughs> Why didn't you come to me only? I'm just kidding. So uh, if you didn't, what the hell? Um, but, um, you know, so so the thing is like, you know, reaching out for help is necessary. You know, it was great. That's, that's, that's smart. And so at least you know that you're, you know, you needed some help. So um, if you want to know more about sp how to fix those specific areas, you know, write some comments down below and we could talk further about that. This is just like a general overview to kind of get the ball um, to get to, to get things back on track. So at least, you know, we could salvage some of these surrenders, you know, to give some of these 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 dog owners some hope and some guidance to, um, you know, to, to, to not give them up. Obviously, you know, there's got to be a little bit of a, of a will and desire to do so. If there's not, then, you know, it's a pointless situation. But the bottom line is that um, we'll talk about like the energy factor, you know, how do we drain this energy? You know, the dog is destroying furniture, there's draw, the dog won't start barking, the dog won't this, the dog won't that, you know, a lot of that could become, you know, a, a separation anxiety issue, it could become high pent up energy that they're just becoming destructive. Um, or it could be a combination, you know, they're being aggressive, towards people because they're just frustrated. They're, they're, they're the pack leaders now, whatever the case may be. It all starts off with draining the mental and the physical energy. It starts off by applying the work, first and foremost, off of our work rules and then reward formula. It also is the, uh, the one component that basically anybody can do and anybody needs to do it and anybody should do it, not just for their dog's sake, but for themselves. And the easiest way to do that is by walking. You know, you take your dog out for a walk. Now, every dog is different. Every dog is going to require more or less um, physical and mental stimulation. But remember, there's also the mental component. And if you want to learn more about what the mental component means, we could, you know, we could dive right into that. And we could talk about that on a, either on a separate podcast or if you have any questions or whatnot. Um, but the physical aspect is just the easiest thing that, that you could start off with, which is just walking. And, you know, the physical component of that is, again, it's basic. You know, when people had more time, they could go out there, you know, this whole thing started in March. So like the weather was changing, the weather was getting good, you know, people were bored and like the whole world was walking. I mean, I used to see people on my street, like it was like, it was like Grand Central Station with the, the traffic of people just walking or walking the dogs. I'm like, it was like just constant flow. And that's really the only thing people could do besides watching TV. And at least their ass was off the chair and they would go out, you know, and they would take the dogs with them. At least the smarter people would. So then when time, you know, times up, oh, no, 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 tempo, no, no, tempo. everybody's got like the whole, I don't have time. Listen, you, you do have time. You just have to make time, you know? Um, and there's ways that you could add some challenges to make those, those physical uh, activities more fulfilling and more draining. And simply you could do it by just, I don't know. I mean, just off the top of my head. And I've mentioned this before, and there's tons of, of, of videos that we, we discussed. I've you know, discussed this on this podcast as well. Um, you know, adding a backpack to the, to the walk, you know, a backpack is a phenomenal tool and anybody could do it. Any dog could do it. Um, it, it basically gives the number one, it gives the dog a job. So it creates that fulfillment, you know, it creates that, that understanding that they're doing something productive. They're, they're doing something, they're carrying something. And that gives their dog, that dog, a sense of purpose, a sense of accomplishment. Um, also, you know, it, it, it kind of weighs them down. So that walk that you're doing for, let's say 30 minutes, it almost becomes like an hour walk. Now, I want to I want you to understand that if you are out there for whatever period of time, if you're not out there walking the right way, then that walk, that time is just useless. You know, you're not fulfilling the purpose and you're not draining the energy the way you need it to do. So if you have any questions on how to do the walking properly, let me know and we'll go through that. But um, but the backpack, the backpack just and helps even if you're not walking properly, because again, it gives them a job, it gives them something to do, but it also weighs them down. So if they're walking for 30 minutes, it becomes like an hour walk, but just on the fact that they're um, struggling a little bit more, they're, 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 they're doing a little bit more, they have to put more effort by carrying this load. And the backpack, you could put whatever you want in it. You could start off with just some weight plates. You know, you put some water bottles, jars. I mean, people put whatever they want in these backpacks. It's basically like a saddle. So it goes around the body of a dog. It looks like a horse, you know, it's like a saddle. It goes around the body um, and it's like on the side, there's these pockets and you put stuff in the pockets and just weigh them down, you know, um, you can carry what is the ball about Skype you met the daddy intro. You don't want to take your shoes off, you put it in there. You can put like watermelons, not, not, you know, don't put watermelons in there, but 
um, unless they're really small, you put like cantaloupes or something, you put that in there, but anyway, but yeah, so you're, you're giving them something to do, you know? And so that right there is just something simple and basic that you can do during your routine that is beneficial for your dog to drain even more energy. So now if you're telling me, well, I used to take my dog out for an hour, but now I don't have the time. Everybody has the same, the same problem. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to listen to this, 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 this Ronsata. You do have the time. It's just instead of, you know, wasting time doing certain things, do something more productive. Take 30 minutes out of your day and just go, go, just go. You know, it, everybody has the time. The question is, how are you using your time? And I'm not even going to get into that uh, whole, whole ordeal. But the bottom line is that if you made a commitment to getting this animal, God damn it, you need to make the commitment to do what's necessary, even after it's not convenient for you. And that's that's the bottom line. That's it's the bottom line. You know what I'm saying? You don't get a dog or a pet just when times are good. You get them during the whole time, period. So anyway, but again, let's not get into that. Don't, don't get me all agitated on that. But um, so, so again, so just a simple backpack, agility course, right? I, and again, I talk about this all the time. Agility course pieces, you, they're expensive. You don't have to build an agility course in your backyard. You can make an agility course. You could go to Home Depot, get some PVC pipes, put some crap together, a hula hoop, you know, um, a bench and a table, you know, you get some cones, um, you know, you could create stuff. You know what I'm saying? I've worked with clients in their own home without any agility course pieces at all, just by using what was available to us. Yeah, that's what I did because that's kind of like how it works. You just make it, you make it happen. It, the, the agility course, it creates some a mental activity in the dog's brain because it gives them, a, again, a sense of accomplishment. They're doing something productive as opposed to just, boom, boom, boom. you know, agility course is a great activity and it doesn't have to be agile professional pieces. You can make them. You can make them yourself. It's not that complicated. It's not that expensive and you could get it done. And again, you do this for like 15, 20, 30 minutes. There you go. You're good, you know? Instead of scrolling through your, your Facebook feed and taking quizzes on what, what part of the chicken would you be if, if, you, if you were being fried at 350 degrees and you take like five minutes to fill out this questionnaire and it comes out that you're in drumstick, that is just so stupid shit, okay? Take that time, do it, make it more productive. This way you don't have to like surrender this dog now that you don't have any time because the pandemic is over, okay? So you make time. And those are just a couple of things that um, that are easy to do from a physical standpoint to drain the energy. Obviously, listen, like I said, it takes will. So no if you're not going to if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it no matter what. And that's just the bottom line. So, you know, that's just some areas that you could do to get that done. There's other things that you could do. You know, there's these, there's daycares. OK, daycares offer. um you know, the ability to dogs to run around and play. There's dog parks. I'm not a big fan of dog parks, to be honest. Um, you know, but in time of need, you do what you got to do, you know, something that's going to give your dog the ability to um, expel the energy, be feel fulfilled, you know, be social, all that kind of stuff that, you know, you were doing beforehand, or maybe some stuff that you weren't fully doing beforehand that you could be doing now, there's, there's options, you know, if your dog has developed behavioral problems, now this is obviously, you know, a personal one. So if your dog has developed behavioral problems, which again, has happened quite a bit, you know, you brought home a puppy. And I always say this all the time, when you bring a puppy home, puppies are a clean slate. Okay. They come to you with the, your ability to either make them good or make them bad. It's really that simple. Now, yes. Do puppies have certain energies, you know, that should match with your personality? Sure. But you could learn to adapt to that. Like you don't want to really like a dominant type puppy. If you are just a very rarely pushover type person. But again, if you learn, you could overcome that. I did with socks, you know what I'm saying? So it, th these things are learnable, you know, again, the, the question is, are you willing to learn? Are you willing to do? Are you willing to just sit to and that's it? You're going to sit your ass on the ground and that's and end it. But the will is has to be there, obviously. Um, the bottom line comes from the fact that, you know, 
when you bring a puppy home, that puppy was a clean slate, whatever they become is because of you good or bad. So if they develop some behavioral problems, you can't blame the dog, you have to blame you, you know what I mean? So now, if you are a responsible dog owner, and you're saying, well, you know what, I'm, you know, during the pandemic, I got a little carried away and okay, fine. But now's the time to do it. So you don't know what to do. Guess what? You hire a pro. You know, and now um, I'm going to say that make sure you hire a pro that knows how to fix that stuff and doesn't just start shoving hot dogs down your dog's throat and teaching them how to sit, stay and lay down. That's a whole other topic, which I really have to get into this on a, on a separate podcast, because I'm sure you, you're, you've heard me say this and I really got to get into this. Oh, um, it's going to be an interesting one. So hold on to your seats for that one. But um, if you have the delicate ears, you're not going to want to watch that podcast, listen to that podcast. That podcast is going to be very, very ear, ear hurting, a lot of, a lot of curse words, Italian and English. But um, anyway, so again, you, you hire a pro. So a pro is going to guide you and give you the tools necessary to understand, number one, the psychology of the dog, how the brain of a dog works differently than a brain of a human. And they're going to teach you that. I'm hoping that, that that's the case. You work with us, that's exactly what you're going to get. You're also going to learn how to communicate dog language properly, not the hand signal bullshit, not the, the talking crap, the real way a dog communicates to you and how you need to communicate back to your dog, okay? <laughs> the real way. You know, you're going to learn what your dog's needs are, the real needs, not the, 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 the trick-or-treating bullshit. Oh, Sancho, see, I'm getting into it already. But, uh, you know, and so that's like what we've done throughout this whole pandemic is we've taught our clients virtually or in person what it is that's necessary. Most of it was has been virtual. But again, based on our system, based on what you really need to teach, because here's the thing, guys, you know, when it comes to teaching a dog, I'm sorry, teaching a human what a dog needs in order to be happy, fulfilled and well behaved, because that's really what we focus on. That's really what you should want to focus on as a responsible dog owner is to have a dog that's happy, fulfilled and well-behaved, not a well-trained dog. You should be well-trained in dog psychology and dog communication and have a dog that's happy, fulfilled and well-behaved. That should be your goal. So when, when we are doing this stuff, you know, what I've noticed through our virtual program has been that our virtual program has been proven to be just as, as successful, if not more successful than our in-person program. And our reason, the reasons are simple because number one, it's considerably less expensive. So it makes it affordable, which was going to be one of the things that we we're going to talk about when it came to like the whole, you know, people, oh, I don't have an, I don't have any money. The virtual program is a very affordable option to give you everything that you need to get you back on track. The same as in person, because we're not teaching dogs, we're teaching humans, right? So the knowledge that I provide, I don't have to be sitting in front of a person, you know, face to face in front of a dog to know what I need to teach them or how to convey the message. What I've noticed with our virtual program, and this is our personal virtual program, I'm not saying everybody else, this is us specifically at Pac-Man to the Rescue, is that number one, like I said, the cost makes a difference. I mean, in this day and age of time, you know, people losing their jobs, businesses going under money's good, you know, money's money's a problem. And so people are in unemployment, people are suffering, you know, tightening up those purses is necessary. So we provided an option that was that was very, very affordable, you know what I mean? And again, just as effective. So when when we're teaching our clients, you know, I don't have to be there to teach them that because number one, Anything that I'm doing with that with the dog, the way I am with the dog, what I'm doing with the dog, I would need them to the dog owners to be doing the same way and to be the same way to begin with. The other thing is that, as from a leadership perspective, what I've noticed is that when 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 I'm there, the dog starts to look to me for that leadership, for that direction. But when I'm gone, there's still a void. So the dog goes back to behaving the same way. And I need them to, to do, I need them, I need those dogs to look to the owners for that leadership, for that direction, to trust and respect the owners as much as they trust me. You know, um, another thing is that, you know, any kind of um, anything that, that we would need to, to, to teach our, our clients to do, you know, it, it's the message is received from a mental perspective, you know, because the, the, the tools are how could I put this like back in my day? And there's a lot of, a lot of dog people that do this, even the ones that are, you know, quote unquote, better than others. 
they do it more for hot dogging. You know, they do it to show off. And I was guilty of this back in the day. I used to show off and I, you know, I would grab the leash, run around on the dog, show how well, look at the transformation. Look what I can do kind of crap. And that's all well and good. But if the owners can't do that shit, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I need the dog owners to be able to perform those, 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 to be that way, to be calm and firm, to apply the techniques, you know, to be in that mindset of, of understanding leadership. If not, it's useless, you know? So, um, so that's another thing, like when it comes to this whole coronavirus situation is from a professional standpoint, well, you know, dog trainers, dog behaviorists, they're expensive. You know what? We're not expensive. If number one, you get the right one. And number two, if they provide options and we have provided options as far as like how to, you know, make the financial component of it less strenuous, you know, the time issue, that's another topic that comes up a lot. And we touched up on that already. There's really not much that, that, you know, I can say or do, or anybody really can say or do when it comes to the time factor, because at the end of the day, you're always going to make excuses for it. You know, you're always going to, you know, find ways to, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. And, you know, I don't have the time and I don't have this and I don't have that. And look, at the end of the day, you have to want it in order to make it happen. It's really that simple. If you don't, you don't, you know? So, um, the, the, the financial component of it, you know, the, the ability to learn what it is that's necessary to, start from the ground up. If you already have a dog that's been start from the start of this whole pandemic situation, you're in that adolescent teenage stage right now. Just like with kids. I mean, for those of you guys that have kids, I'm sure you get it. Adolescent teenager. I mean, I don't have to say anything more, you know? So there is the options to do and there are the abilities to, you know, come out of this, but you have to understand that, you know, you do have the support, you know? There's people like us, they're the rescues that you, you've adopted your dogs from, assuming you've adopted dogs and you haven't just you know, gotten from, from, uh, from breeders or whatnot. Um, but regardless, there's, there's options, you know, there's support and you have that, that ability, you know, you know, th again, the, the, the main things that I feel you people need to know, and if you guys have any further questions, just please don't hesitate to, to ask. And we could go through that, whether on a separate podcast or in some videos or whatnot, but you have the option of understanding that there's two main things that would have to be addressed. The first one is the physical and the mental energy. And the second one is establishing directions, boundaries, and limits. So if you don't know how to do that and you haven't done it up until this point, it's not too late. You're not too late. Listen, I have rehabilitated dogs as old as 15. You know, every dog is fixable. You know, it's just your knowledge base is limited, but that's where, you know, you come to me and I will give you that knowledge. I will put that knowledge in place. And now all you have to provide is just the willpower. You know, you have to will put the willpower in to, you know, take that knowledge and implement it. You know, um, if not, then it's a useless cause. You know, um, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that, like I said before, take, taking a dog in, taking a pet in is a responsibility. It's a long-term responsibility for better or for worse, you know? And you didn't put a ring on that thing, on that finger and that paw, but you practically did. So you're married now. So that's the way it is. And um, if you don't put the effort in, then shame on you, you know? If you don't put 100% effort into making it right, then that's shame on you, you know? Um, the, the, the options are there, the, the, the abilities are there. And I do understand that there's a lot of stupid information just when I say stupid the foot out there, um, that provide a lot of ridiculous information and a lot of ridiculous knowledge that at the end of the day doesn't work. And unfortunately it discourages a lot of people. Um, I've encountered that on numerous occasions, unfortunately, some of them are still willing to, to try to find the right source and God bless them. Some of them just don't feel that there's anything out there. So, you know, they, they feel like this is this is the norm. So, you know, it's not fixable and that's the end of it. And that's unfortunate, but it's not true. It's not the case. It's just you unfortunately went to the wrong source. A lot of information out there on on, on, on the Internet that is <laughs> ridiculously stupid. And much of what I've been said, but don't even remind me. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that crap at another time. But um, 
So yeah, you do have those options and reach out, reach out, you know, write, write those comments, you know, check out our YouTube channel, you know, send me emails, phone calls, whatever we could set things up again, very affordable options, very, very uh, quick fixes. You just need some basic tools. You need some basic tools to put them into practice. Um, and after that, you're good. You know, it's not that complicated. You know, if, if you truly care about your dog, if you truly want to make it right, you have options, you know, it's not, it's not a failure. You're not a failure. You're failing. It's that simple. You're not a failure. You're failing. There's a huge difference in that. You know, there's a huge difference when you understand that you are not a failure. You're just failing. At least if in, from my mindset, that's how I feel. It's almost like, like if you're in a football game and, you know, as long as there's time on the clock, even though I'm, I'm down in points, I'm st still not, I was still haven't lost. You know what I mean? There's still time to, to get back. So being a failure is different than failing. And so right now you're just failing. If you throw in the towel, if you give it up and you haven't done anything to try to fix it, then yeah, you're a failure, you know? And if you try everything and at the end of the day, it just doesn't work, people will think they're a failure. And that kind of brings me to my next topic of, you know, this whole surrendering concept in general, not just during this pandemic, but just in general. Um, like I said, people feel... And, and, and I kind of like, like, you know, sometimes have those issues too, not just with dog related stuff, but just in general, you know, we feel like we have failed, we didn't accomplish something um, and we're failures, right? Um, I personally believe, this is how I think, if you put 100% effort into something and it doesn't work out, is it a failure? I mean, it's not a failure, it's more, it's just, it just wasn't meant. It wasn't the right thing. You know, um, I deal with, the, with, with clients who, you know, put the effort in, you know, they try, they do everything possible. They bust their ass, not just from the physical component, not just taking their dogs out, but changing their, their mentality, the way they think, feel, and act. That's the hardest part. Like we always talk about is about getting your mind on the right track, getting your brain in line with the dog's brain, being able to put your needs aside and fulfill your dog's needs, not letting your own emotions dictate how you act or react. That's really the most important part. Learning all the techniques, that's 5% of the battle. The other stuff is 95% is, is of the battle. And uh, you know, those people that do a lot of work in, in this, they sometimes get rewards and sometimes they get slow rewards and sometimes they get no rewards. Effort is good. And you know, sometimes though, unfortunately, it's just not the right, not the right situation, you know. Um with some clients that'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I don't know, we're thinking about surrendering the dog. The first thing back in the day when I had a little bit of more of an ego issue, when not they said when I had a little bit more of an ego issue, I used to take that person like I had failed. You know, I have to understand that I can't make things happen. I'm on the outside looking in, trying to provide what's necessary. But sometimes, unfortunately, there are unforeseen circumstances and unforeseen scenarios that just, it just, it just not meant to be, you know, marriages fall apart, friendships fall apart, businesses fall apart, any kind of situation just doesn't work out sometimes. But is it because you failed? Is it because you couldn't do it? I don't buy in. I don't buy into that crap. I think that's that's bullshit. Um, I feel personally that you know if you put the effort in, let's say if we're talking about we're talking about like a dog, like a dog relationship, and there's been these kind of cases, um, you know, people reach out, they bust their ass. I sometimes have to put them in line because I have to kick them in the ass to say, hey, because they just, they're like a days ago. And I have to like pump them up. I have to push them past their comfort zones. I have to force them to, you know, do the things necessary because fear is really what they don't want to do or laziness, or they don't want to do these things for whatever reason. So my job is to push them past that, that threshold, that, 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 that comfort zone, that breaking point. But even though that happens and they're, doing their best and they're trying their hardest and they're making progress. Sometimes that dog is just not the right fit for that person. And sometimes that person is just not the right fit for that dog. I mean, Marita Mugiere, you know, husband and wife, sometimes no matter how hard you try, 
boyfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and boyfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, whatever the case may be, sometimes no matter how hard you try to make it work, it just can't, you know? And so at one point you got to look at it and make a decision and say, okay, you know, we've, we're trying, we've tried, we've been trying, but it's just not working. And so what are you going to do? Live in misery? Because, you know, when it comes to like a human dog relationship, and I say this all the time, a human dog relationship is exactly that. It's a relationship. But unfortunately, the dog can't make those decisions unless they're the type of dog that like are always taken off. They're running away from home. <laughs> I always say that's the dog that's like, I got enough of this. They just run away because they don't want to deal with your ass anymore. But the dogs don't have, can't make that decision. They can't They'll make a phone call to a lawyer and say, I want to divorce this guy, this girl. They can't do that. So we have to be responsible and not force that to be the case. And, you know, sometimes, again, is if we can't provide a dog what or any pet for that matter, you know, if you can't provide what that animal requires, you know, and you're forcing it, it's just not a smart move, man. It's just not smart for either one of you because that relationship is just it's just not solid. You know, it's not it's not even a relationship. It's more like a chore. You know, and so you have to understand that sometimes it's just not the right fit. Sometimes something is just not meant to be. And is that a problem? Is it does it suck? Of course it sucks. I mean, yeah, it sucks. But, you know, it's if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, you know. And so when people, um, I, I you know, a lot of people will fault someone who's looking to surrender, you know, a pet. I look at it from both sides. I look at it from, okay, did you try? Did you make the effort? If you didn't do anything, yeah, I, I kind of get it. You know, you're just, you know, just a lazy ass and you're, you know, unless there's unforeseen circumstances. I mean, obviously every situation is different, but for the most part, if you're just not willing to put the effort and just don't care. And as soon as things fall apart, you just give up. That's just, that's just, you're, you're soon or shown to a box. That's just laziness. That's whatever. But if you know, you tried, you, you, you put in the effort, you asked for help, you did what was necessary, you did what, you know, what you were told to do. At the end of the day, if the business doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know. Um, you can't, you can't force, you can't force it. And you got to do what's best for you and you got to do what's best for the animal, you know. And so sometimes, like I said, a lot of people, they, they look upon, down upon these people that are doing the surrender. Look, I personally don't have a problem, and I actually respect those that put in the effort, do what they have to do to rectify it. But at the end of the day, if it's not the right fit, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, you're doing the right thing by surrendering, by giving that, that animal to possibly go into a home that can provide what that animal does. And then you, at some point, get something else that's going to be more suitable to your situation as long as I should have heard that your brain is smart, that you're smart enough to understand that, you know, don't make the same mistake twice, you know, be smart this time, you know, use your brain. Um, either, either get a different situation or a different animal or no animal at all, like whatever the case may be, you know, um, just learn from those mistakes. But, you know, you, we, as you know, I'm not, I'm not even me, but like rescues and shelters, I feel like that's a lot of time why some, some people, I mean, listen, some people are just assholes and they deserve to, 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 to be hung, but, you know, some people end up like surrendering the wrong way uh, by abandoning an animal because they just know that they're going to be just berated and, and looked down upon and they're embarrassed by it. They feel maybe they feel guilty as it is. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not the case. Listen, we don't know what's going on. So we have to, you know, err on the side of caution because at the end of the day, that animal is the one that's paying the price, you know. And so if people are surrendering, they're surrendering, you know. Um I personally, you know, I personally feel like I said that if you, you got to put your effort into it, if you're not, then just don't get a pet. Just don't get an animal. I mean, just, just don't, don't get it just because it's cool or your neighbor did it or whatever. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes knowledge, but you have to have the willpower to apply all that stuff. You know, otherwise you're just an asshole. So it's really that simple. And so, you know, when it comes to like this whole situation, this is a tough, these are tough times you know, that we're dealing with. And, um, 
sometimes things are just not the right the right fit. You know, people, listen, people get married. Uh, I myself, I mean, I, you know, I was married in 2001 for six months. Um, and it wasn't the right fit. You know, it wasn't not only the right fit, but it also, I wasn't in the right mindset to make that relationship work. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't what I needed to be. And so this would have been a disaster of epic proportions. And I've been in relationship before, which is kind of like the same situation. And I'm sure you guys have been there too, you know, let me know if that's the case. And everybody's been in those cases, in those situations. But the key here is to, you know, understand that if you're in a relationship and you try 100% effort and you put 100% effort into it to make, make it work and to do what's necessary and if it doesn't work out, at least when you walk away from that, you could walk away from it with no regret. That's really, you know, as the years have progressed, that's really the one thing that I try to do personally is walk away from something knowing that I did everything possible, but it just wasn't the right fit. You know, like for example, with, with socks, when I, when I, when I adopted socks, um, I was, you know, and, and for those guys that don't know the story is socks was my pit bull. And he's the one who got me, uh, involved in this, in this whole, in this whole, in this whole situation here, uh, my buddy socks, but you know, he had been returned three times because of his behavioral issues. And when I brought him home, I was this close to being number four. And, um, I was busting my ass. I was busting my ass, busting my ass, busting my ass. And as much as like when I was making arrangements to bring him back, right before the miracle happened where I discovered the secret ingredient that I was missing. And if you don't know what that is, it's being calm. I was frustrated, angry, annoyed, scared. I was all the negative emotions you could think about the, the techniques. I was doing everything right, but that part of it was missing. So I was doing 90%, 95, I'm sorry, I was doing 5%, but 95% I was not doing. And it was just one thing that made that 95% happen. Just the one thing. And, uh, but I was getting ready to return him and, you know, I was, I felt guilty about it because I felt like I had failed. Like I could not fix this problem. I could not make it happen. And, um, would I have regretted it? I don't know. Um, knowing me probably because, you know, I, tr I was trying my hardest. I was doing everything I, I was, I, I was, I could possibly think of to make this work, but it just, it just wasn't working. It just wasn't happening. So, you know, when I look at the relationship and I look at the situation, it's just, we weren't the right fit. And as much as like, he, he, he just destroyed my life. Like I was up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, walking this guy, like I was doing so much stuff for him and with him to try to get it on track. And, and who knew, who knew that this is how it would all work out, but God knows, you know, God, God has a plan, you know, and that's another thing that uh, comes into, into this whole picture of whether it's the right thing or not is God, you know, God knows what's right or what's wrong, you know, and sometimes, you know, like people will come into, our, I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well. People will come into your life, maybe it's just for one thing, but then they're gone, you know, whether it's by your choice or their own or by who knows what's the, the rationale behind it, but they, you, you know, you come out with something, it was, there was a purpose behind it. And then you get something out of it, you grow from it. And then you realize that, you know what, it really wasn't the right fit anyway. It really wasn't, we weren't, you know, meant for whether it's a relationship or a friendship or a business partner or whatever the case may be. It wasn't the right thing. Things were not have turned out well, had this gone any further. You know, I'm sure that you guys have experienced this before and, and you recognize that that's the case. And listen, it is what it is. You got to do what's best for you. Um, and you have to do what's best for, for the dog. You know, so you brought this dog into your house. You decided that you wanted a pet. Okay, you have some time put the effort into it. You didn't do it. Okay. Well, you got lazy. Well, you know, so-and-so told you that it's just about love, love, love. Okay, great. Now you recognize it's not the case. Now you have problems. So you have a choice, you know, life in life, we have choices. Okay. So the choice becomes, do you continue to do what you were doing? Do you try something different or do you just throw in the towel? Okay. The decision is entirely up to you. Which choice do you make? And unfortunately, there's people that are going to make one of those. You know, not everybody's going to make one of those. One, I'm sorry, not one of them. Not, not everybody's going to make the same decision. Every person is going to make one of those decisions. 
You know what I mean? So some people are just going to say, it's the dog's fault. It was a mistake. I don't want it. Goodbye. Some people are going to say, you know what? I made I made a mistake. I'm going to work on this. Let's fix it. It just depends. It depends on the person. So, you know, we have choices to make. And again, as far as I'm concerned, you know, this is a life you took in and, you know, your responsibility is to do what's right by them. You know, you have to do what's right by them. But after you put your effort into it, after you do and you exhaust all your options and you, you, you exhaust yourself by doing everything that's necessary, you look at it and say, these roses aren't meant to be, you know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And so, you know, people, you know, my, even my own clients, when they'll come to me, all, you know, teary eyed and, you know, and I'll tell them the same thing. I'm like, listen, you tried, you did what you had to do. Some people I'll get pissed off at. I'll be like, you're lazy. You're lazy ass. You didn't do anything. You went against everything else. And then you're blaming the dogs. Those are people that I just have no respect for. But the ones that tried their hardest, they do what they got to do. It's just, it's just not the right fit. Um, you know, they, it, it, there's nothing to blame. You know what I mean? It's like, again, a marriage that's just, that's part ways. It just wasn't the right thing. You go your way. I go my way. We learn our lessons. We grow, we improve. And that'll be it. That'll be that, you know, that's just how I feel about it. And, you know, would love to hear what you guys have to say about, about that topic. But um, listen, Bottom line, this 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 whole episode of this podcast, I really, really, really wanted to emphasize the fact that there's hope, there's options, and there's opportunities. And if you have a dog or an, any kind of pet, listen, I'm not an expert on, on all pets. I mean, I do know a little bit about cats, a little bit about their, uh, birds, parrots, and a little bit about tortoises since I have them. Um, but I'm not an expert as much as I'm an expert on dogs. Um I do know that all those species have different needs and different, different wands, and you got to provide them individually, you know? Um, but on the same token, when it comes to dogs, the purpose of this episode of the podcast, because I was hearing so much of this happening, I really wanted to make this simple as possible. And it's there. You have hope, you have opportunities, you have possibilities. You can make this work. You know, I can provide the skill and the knowledge, but you got to provide the will. That's the relationship. That's this relationship. This is the marriage between, between me and you is I can provide the knowledge, but you got to provide the will. You know what I mean? I could give you the skills, but you got to provide that desire, you know? And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, I will not be upset. I will not because you did what your job was. I did what my job was. If it's not meant to be, God knows what's right. God says, no, you know what? This is not the right thing. Let's move on and, and, and do something different. That's okay. You know, listen, remember, I was in a career for 16 years. I was financial advisor for 16 years. I had to move on in 2014 after 16 years to do something that was just like crazy. So I had to divorce myself from the financial services and, and move on to something else. It's okay. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it, but you got to put 100% effort into it and not just quit because times get tough. That just makes no sense. And again, this podcast episode is dedicated to those that feel like they have no hope. They have no, no outlet. They have no uh, possibility. You do, you have options. And I'm here to tell you that we can help whether it's in person, whether it's virtual, whether you live in a whole other country, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. You do have hope. If you love your dog and you want to make it work, if you work with other trainers or let me phrase that dog trainers, don't call me a dog trainer. We'll talk about that another time. That podcast is coming. I got to do this, this, this dog training podcast. I got to get it done. But if you have sensitive ears, you ain't going to like it. So anyway, but the bottom line is that if you're in another country, if you, if you, you know, if you can't afford it, we can work on what's necessary we, there's options. There are options available to you. Just reach out, reach out for help. Remember you have options. If you have the desire and if you have the will, if you don't have the desire and if you don't have the will, then don't make excuses. That's on you. You know, there are options. There are possibilities. We can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? If you work with others that did not achieve the goal, guess what? That's not, that's on them. Eat this or not get a fucking cool. That's on them because they didn't give you the tools needed to get the job done. Okay. That's the bottom line. 
So you do have options. If your dog is aggressive, you have options. You can fix that. If your dog has separation anxiety, if your dog is destructive, destroying stuff, if your dog is driving you crazy, whatever the problems are, you have options. And I am here to tell you flat out that Pac-Man to the rescue is coming if you want him to. I'm the Pac-Man, of course. Pac-Man is here to help those that are in need. This coronavirus pandemic does not mean the end of this coronavirus pandemic does not mean that you have no choice but to get rid of your dog because you can't take care of them. You can. You can take care of them. You can do if you really want to. If you want to, we got your back. You know what I'm saying? We got you covered. So, whoo, okay, got a little emotional there, but that's the truth. And I honestly mean that. Listen, you know, there's options, there's opportunities, there's ways of getting this done. No matter where you live, no matter what the financial situation, no matter what the problem, I can help you keep that relationship alive. I can keep that dog in your home. We can make it happen. But just remember something. As long as you try, you haven't failed at all. You know, even if at the end of the day, you realize, you know what, I can't do that. It's just too much effort. I don't have the ability. I don't have the the temperament. Whatever the case may be, you tried your best. You gave it 100% effort. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Because like I said, it's not meant to be all the time. A human dog relationship is just that. It's a relationship, which is the reason why it really annoys me when people don't meet a dog or, or meet a puppy beforehand. They just buy them from like a picture or a video. It, that's just stupid. You have to meet that energy. That's not about the cute face or the breed. It's about the energy. Okay. If you don't meet that energy, if you don't match that energy, if that energy isn't fit for you, then it's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. That relationship is doomed from the get-go. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're willing to change and adapt to that. It's that simple. So, you know, you haven't failed. It's just that it wasn't the right fit, you know, and it's okay. You put it, you try your best, you do what you got to do. And if it's not the right fit, it's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. You know what I'm saying? Not that there's anything to be forgiven because, you know, the most important thing is you did what you had to do. You tried your best. It just wasn't right. And that's okay. God knows it wasn't the right thing. We move on. You know, you learn, you move on. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? But you got to put in the effort. You know what I'm saying? You got to put in the effort. So um, if you guys have any questions on this, remember this episode is for those, you know, those, you know, coronavirus people that are desperate, that don't know what to do. Um, You have hope. I'm here. Pac-Man is here and we can take care of you. Okay. Um, so if you guys have any questions on anything we talked about, please let me know, um, write those comments, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all the podcast platforms on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, make sure that you uh, keep track of us. You have an email, you know, website, social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, you we're everywhere. We got all sorts of stuff. So, uh, C'è la speranza, qua finché c'è vita che c'è speranza, finché c'è vita c'è speranza. Until there's life, there's hope. That's actually a really good way to end this. Finché c'è vita c'è speranza. Until there's life, there's hope. So remember that. Um, so anyway, pat the pack, man. I hope you guys enjoy this this episode of Barking for Balance. Um, catch you guys next time. Peace out.